about as excited as I can be about season two's guest, Bella Gandhi, who's here with us. And this is a total pivot, turn of away from divorce. We're talking about marriage today, which is so exciting for me. And a lot of that is going to be revealed through this conversation um, and a lot of research that I put into the book. And then I'm going to be talking about some of my personal story as well, which I never really get into, but today we're going to dive into that just a little bit. But Bella Gandhi is here with us, and I am so pumped. Bella, thank you so much for coming on. You are such a superstar, and I'm so excited that you're here with us on this Divorce Healthy podcast. I bounded up out of bed this morning excited to have this conversation with you, so I am honored to be here. Yay! So your track record already just in what you've done in the marriage front and relationship front, especially in where we are today, where the Wall Street Journal in 2020 and also USA Today came out with articles about the lowest marriage rate of all of recorded history in America. But you're making groundbreaking strides in the face of this. And with divorce on the rise, the corona, the pandemic, things have totally changed around dating. Just give me a little bit of intro about yourself and what you've been able to do, and then we'll get into the thick of the things that we've been discussing over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, sure. I discovered I had these matchmaking instincts when I was at a party in college, and I met a guy, and the room zoned out, and I looked at him, and I said, you're going to marry my roommate. And five years later... They went on their first date. They got engaged two years later, and that happened again and again and again. So after I extricated myself from my manufacturing business that I had with my family, we sold. My friends all said to me, go do that thing that you have helped everybody to do. Put it down on paper. And so in 2009, I started Smart Dating Academy, which is my coaching and consulting company, which helps people stop doing the same thing over and over again, which is picking partners that aren't good for you and start picking partners that are going to make you happy and be a real partner in your life and make life easy and fun with, and we help people to do it through online dating in real life. That is what we do. We're like, somebody called us Harvard, like learning how to date the right way. I love it. Fix your picker. That's your tagline, which is just so hilarious and accurate. As a divorce attorney, I see a lot of relationships ending and I see a lot of the story, right? So I get all the details and I see how things like progressed and so many things were not right in the beginning with the picking of the person. And additionally, just how hard marriages and relationships are. And it's very difficult especially in a culture of divorce war, which is what we've essentially come to in America. America is a very litigious place. And now we have the family that's kind of at the epicenter of that. And so how have you seen things change post-pandemic, during the pandemic? And then what are your thoughts on the fact that we're at the lowest marriage rate of all of recorded history in America right now? Yeah. You know, I think with regards to what's happening in the dating world during the pandemic, I mean, I think it froze for a hot minute. And then the sites built video in which enabled all of these connections. So ironically, what happened is dating turned into courtship 
during the pandemic because we couldn't go out. We couldn't have drinks with 10 people at bars because there were no bars and people didn't want to get out, right? So here, just like what we're doing right now, they're connecting over video. And so conversations started to happen without the lure of premature physicality. So we started to get to know each other day by day, person by person. We started screening people better because now you're not sleeping with someone on the second date and then starting to sweep all those red flags under the rug because you're in an oxytocin jambalaya in your mind, right? So, so many good things happened to dating at this point. And I'm just excited for it to continue because video is going to stay around and it is the best pre-qualifier for less disappointing dates. Such a good way to filter. So what do you think about the fact that we're at the lowest marriage rate of all of recorded history in America? Do you think that's like accurate? And what are your thoughts with, I mean, you're, this is the world that you thrive in getting people and your record is so great. Everybody's still married. So what happened in America from your perspective? I think people are getting married later, right? Like I got married to my husband. We were 25 years old, right? That's pretty much people look at us now like, oh my God, you guys were children when you got married. And truly, we kind of were. But I think now with women being in school in record numbers, even outpacing men in schools in the professional world, right? We're more equivalent in so many ways. So people want to put that education to good use, climb that ladder a bit. And marriage is something that people are choosing to do later. But partnering up is something that people are still doing. Yes, 100%. Do you have many clients who are divorced and getting remarried? Like what percentage do you think of your clients? I would say 80% of them, even when they've come out of vitriolic, caustic divorces, they're like, you know what? Maybe not, but for the right person, I might. Yes. People are not ready, usually, to rule out the idea of marriage again, because, and it just shows how much we want that committed, exclusive relationship. Like for the right person, I would do it. Yes. And as humans, I feel like that is such, you know, you have four legs to your stool. I started this entire podcast with a monologue around the four legs to a stool. And your personal relationships are a huge piece of the foundation of keeping your stool actually sitting up straight. And I don't think people are willing to give that up, but I think that it has been affected by the war culture of divorce that's been created in America over time. And so one of the things that we had talked about was the book that you got to read, and I'm so pumped. Thank you for reading it. The book is right here. I won't take that out. And so it's got the graph. Yes. And so one thing that I brought to your attention that I did want us to just kind of think about and talk about too is the 1969 whenever no-fault divorce was essentially instituted in America. So this came off the back of the feminist movement before that. And if you're like watching Mad Men or shows from back in the day, you can see where women would meet with divorce attorneys and they'd be like, okay, well, were you beaten? And did your husband cheat on you? Because those were the qualifiers. It wasn't a no-fault divorce. So then all of these women filed. And in reality, women file most divorces in America. Hands down, every state across the country, women by far and above 50% file the divorces in America. And they filed not because they were out for blood, but because 
they wanted to make a choice for themselves. They were career women now. They decided this didn't work for them anymore. They wanted to be able to have a choice. That's what we want to have is a choice in America with who we spend the rest of our life with. If we make a bad decision, we get to change our mind. And so it unfortunately, though, created this tidal wave of filings in this industry. So now we have $50 billion industry in America around divorce. And then that created all of this animosity. And so then that created a fear, a fear that people had coming into a marriage that it is most likely going to end. I mean, if we think about the divorce rates, over 50% for the first one, then if you go into the second marriage, third marriage, we just, that graph line just starts to go directly vertical of the percentage rate of failure. And so people became afraid. So it's my concept that if we can start to pull back down the controversy and the animosity of divorce, and people can do that more respectfully because it's what's right by their children, and it's what's best for them for this next phase, especially since, as we see with your program, they're not just giving up on love forever. They're not just going to be spending the rest of their lives with their cats. They're actually going to go back and try to do this again and get back into the dating world. And so wouldn't we want them to have the best foundation? And if you're coming out of a full-out war or you're going to be in it for the next 12 years because your children are minors, do you want that just looming with you while you're trying to make it better the next time around? So in essence, and the reason I put this in the book, and I even go into the fairy tale Disney thing that you talk about a lot, where we've been built up to have these crazy expectations I'm really trying to save the marriage rate long term. I feel like if we can flip the lake now and people can start to respect each other coming out of these marriages, then their children are not going to be as afraid to get married down the road. They're not going to be as afraid to take that step the next time. And that marriage and relationship has a better chance of working just because you're not as scarred and the culture of divorce changes in America. What do you think about my concept and theory? Do you think that this makes sense? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I love what you're doing with divorce and how you're trying to make it not war and a more, as much as anything that has to split as positive as that can be for progeny, right? Because your kids become the victim of what happens in your marriage and in your divorce, as you well know. Right. And so I think it's all kind of a virtuous circle, right? And this is what I see you doing. And I think when you go in, I see us doing work to help people prevent the end. My way is helping people to pick partners that truly, like, measure three times people, cut once, find that partner that's going to be the lid to your pot, ad infinitum, ideally. But if that's not the case, and maybe you picked badly, it's okay. How do you extricate yourself from that with the least painful, least collateral damage, and then get yourself back into the dating world again to find the right partner this time around? The the things that what I think what you're doing is so beautiful, it's prevent the destruction overall, right? And don't destroy your families and yourselves through the divorcing process. and figure out what went wrong in that so that you come to this more conscious about what you do want this time. So level up, people. Level up. Yes. And so that's it. I think 
some people think because they're just in that fear factor, you know, they start shutting down and then they let other people make decisions for them. They hire the wrong person as a divorce attorney. Then that person's making decisions for them that decisions that may not be very in line with their character. But the only person who has to deal with the fallout of those decisions for the next 20 years is us, the people who hired the divorce attorney. And it's scary. It's very scary because someone who has been practicing litigation for their entire life and is ready to go make sure that come hell or high water, they get the result in court is not thinking about your next 20 years and what they're going to look like. They're thinking about right now getting a result and that's it. And I think people get so lost in that. And I want to try to help and fix that. So personally, I obviously had to go through a lot of man in the mirror moments. I'm divorced. I'm a child of divorce. So being a child of divorce, my first divorce was essentially like it was my first marriage was a casualty of my parents' divorce in a lot of ways. So the generation has to break somewhere. We have to break the chain of these malfunctioning relationships somewhere. And so now I am very committed to the concept of making my new marriage and my family whole so that we can fix this generational chain and break it now. Because I don't want my children to choose to not have a relationship with me because I wasn't able to figure it out for them. And so I unfortunately do not have a relationship with my parents now. And it's very strange going into having a baby because I'm pregnant and not having that type of support. And I don't want that for the rest of America. You know, it's very weird to be kind of an orphan on the planet when your parents are still alive. And so I want to make sure that that changes And it's really important for me to be able to help people see this. But I didn't get here overnight. I hadn't met you yet, but I 100% would have signed up for Smart Dating Academy after I got divorced if I had known you. And I bet you would have introduced me to someone exactly like my husband. But he walked right up to me on the beach and I really manifested him in a lot of ways. I spent a lot of time thinking about what I needed, what would work for me, what qualities in this person needed to be present to be able to jive with my qualities. And above all, I spent a lot of time having some man in the mirror moments where I just got to know that person staring back at me really well so that then I could translate that to someone else in a healthy way versus them just finding out all of the landmines themselves. Exactly, exactly. The red flags. Yes. And so what is your thought process around if I'm successful in changing divorce in America, which I believe in myself to be successful, I will be successful at this. And so if I am, how do you think that will affect your business? If I am able to make divorce a more respectful setting, if I'm able to help people see their own accountability, and if I'm able to change bringing divorce out of litigation and into a settlement world in America, how do you think that would have an effect on you and your clients? I think it would be beautiful, right? I think people would have a lot less complex PTSD through the whole relational aspect of this through, oh my God, I never want to go through that again. There are 48% of adults in this country are single right? And that's 118 million single adults. And they estimate oh my gosh. that out of those, about 50 million are online dating at any time. 
But what does that potentially mean? Now, we don't know for sure, but let's just venture a guess that the other half of people that aren't online dating are those people that are like, called it a day, never want to go through that again. Peace out. I'm going to just do me, have a lot of friends, brunch, be really active, but let that pie piece of life go, which sadly is the number one thing that we are wired to from an evolutionary standpoint. We want to have a monogamous person. We are pair bonders as a species, right? And so I think that the work that you're going to do is going to help people to go, okay, you know what? That sucked. That didn't work. But you know what? This time I'm going to get it right. Yes. And then they come to us and then they get it right. And then ultimately my mission is to put more love in the world. Yes, me too. Because what really makes this okay is that you loved this person at some point. You got married to them. Let's just be honest. And you know, I tell my clients all the time, I give great reality checks and I give a lot of reality checks to my clients. But I'm always like, I wasn't in the room when you decided to procreate. That was a decision that you made all on your own with this person. And so you're telling me right now that they're the most flawed person on the planet, but you did not think that in that moment where you were procreating. If you can just kind of empathize there just a little bit and see that if you just give some grace and love to this person, even though you're leaving them, that's okay. We do that in a lot of ways. Professionally, we do that all the time. There are multiple times in a human's life where you have to kind of put the pride and ego aside and be like, you know what, I just am going to see where you're at and try to put myself in your shoes for a second, have some empathy and move on. And then also empathize with your children because when they're hearing the two of you totally destroy each other as people just in regular conversation while you're on the phone with mom or your best friend, then they feel that themselves and they feel like there's a part of them that's missing. So one thing that I did want to talk about as we wrap up here is the subtitle of the book is Repairing the Damage Within a Lost Class of People. And these are these adult children of divorce, which is what I was, where I was broken because I felt like my parents hated each other so bad and they could not be around each other in any scenario. Every graduation that I had, my wedding, engagement party, just the brutality of just coming into those situations, right? Just knowing that there was going to be so much animosity, you could cut it with a knife. You just can't enjoy that. And I talk to my friends now or clients now whose parents stayed together and they talk about their friends whose parents were divorced and going to like weddings or dealing with things like this. And when my clients who get along and are able to show up at those, throw joint birthday parties, be on the same side of the ball field, their kids are like, mom, I just went to Tommy's house and it's so awkward and it's so much negativity and they don't really understand it. But if we think about that, that's so many people on this planet walking around now as adults who question a part of their identity because of how their parents treated each other in that divorce. Do you see that when you're trying to help people fix their picker, like that being a resounding piece of how the picker got broken? The second question I ask people, we have something called the marriage map process, which helps us to determine with our client who their person, for women, we call them high GHQ guys. That's our trademark, high and good husband qualities. And nice. to find your high GHQ guy, question number two that we ask is, 
Tell us about the relationship that your parents had with each other while you were growing up. And what was their relationship like with you? What's it like now between them and with you? Profound impact. Profound. Profound. Whether they're divorced or maybe, frankly, they should have been. Those impacts are massive on people. So if I can tell you guys one thing as you're listening to this, your kids know what you're saying, but more importantly, they know what you're not saying. Because I hear it. When they're healthy, they've come through the tunnel. And I ask that question. I get this much in writing, single-spaced, about what it was like being at home and who did what. And it is truly amazing. And there is a profound linear impact in many cases. Oh my gosh, Bella. Yes. So I just want people to see the forest for the trees because I think people miss how much it means to them when this happens as a kid and even through adulthood. I mean, you know, they're dealing with having to have separate birthday parties for their own kids because of their parents. You know what I'm saying? Like it's so long that this lasts and it has such a profound impact. So the first thing that we can do and that can happen is the awareness of the fact that that's even a thing, right? Like we all know that we affect our kids and that we're affected by our parents. We know that. But if we can really give credence to how much of an effect that is, then we can start to do that internal work on ourselves if we've been in that position or we went through that. Because everybody goes through something. And I'm not going to go, I had a rough childhood because of what I dealt with with my parents for numerous things. But people all over America have rough childhoods and they come out very successful, very happy people. It's very possible. Just like you. Yes. Just like you. Thank you, Bella. And so, and I want that for everyone else too, because it is possible and you can repair that damage. It's not damage forever. And Bella can help you repair that damage. And when you find that other person and you truly experience love, and I will say the last part of my healing piece on this journey was my husband. His parents are still together. They've been together for, they're about to celebrate their 50 year anniversary, like two weeks after we have our baby. They're just, when you go into their family, you can feel the love of that family. And he's been able to shower me with that. And the growth that can happen to a human who is showered with love or surrounded by love is amazing. And that love does not have to be completely consistent. You know, it doesn't have to be that Mom and dad's love is exactly what makes you whole. It can be mom's love and dad's love. But as long as mom's love is not destroying dad's love and dad's love is not destroying mom's love, everybody's good. So it's possible. And then you can make miracles happen for them. And I love it so much that we're trying to really push this positive message of equality, of love, of grace, of peace. And that's really what the world needs right now more than anything. It's so true. And I can tell you, in October, it'll be our 12-year anniversary of me founding the company. We've had zero divorces, zero divorces in that time. And the majority of divorces can happen within the first seven years, right? And we also see a lot of the gray divorce dynamic come through our lives. But what I will tell you is, when you understand what your own patterns are, who you are, have those man in the mirror moments, as you said, and you don't get sucked in to the red flags all over again because you have high coping mechanisms and maybe you've dealt with a lot of abuse 
and a lot of narcissism. And you're like, oh, that's not a big deal. I'm like, no, 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 no. That is a big deal. Then it is start, a big deal. You need somebody to hold your hand through the process to say, that's no okay. That is not okay. That's what we say. <laughs> no okay. Uh-uh. No okay. No okay. And sometimes when you've been through so much bad, you don't even know what good actually is. You don't know what Amen. easy is because easy could feel boring, right? And it's agreed. Grown up in trauma with parents that have heightened your anxiety systems, where you think relationships should feel like roller coasters. I need that high, high and that low, low back to that high, high. It's like, if any of this sounds like you, you may need a dating coach. (laughs) Yes. And that was me, Bella. That was me. You know, I almost actually left Keith. I came back from Paris, had this, was on this work trip and, and I was like, you know, maybe I'm not good for him. I feel like he might be too stable. You know, I think I'm going to take him out of his comfort zone and he's just, he's so consistent. Is that normal? I mean, who's really consistent? And I went through all of this stuff and what actually got me to wake up and think, I really feel like this was a divine intervention. We were actually at dinner and I truly was kind of on this. I feel like we need to create some space here. Like this is almost too good to be true. And I feel like it wasn't enough of this or like these crazy emotions. And it was all just very peaceful and consistent. And it was scary. Like it scared me because I was not used to that. I didn't understand it. And I was actually thinking about leaving. And then all of a sudden, for no reason, he's the healthiest person on this planet. He does like Iron Man's. He passed out cold in the middle of our dinner, like went white, blue lips, passed out into me. And I thought immediately, you cannot take him from me now. Like, no, 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 no. I forget everything I just thought. He cannot leave me. I must have him. Do not do this to me. And it was, they called it a vasovagal response. He had like a cramp in his ab and a cramp in his leg and his body just shut down to reset. But to me, it was like, okay, I need to check myself because this is great. And only whenever it starts to like disappear, do you like, you know, kind of sometimes really think through what you're doing. And I realized in that moment and thank God that that actually happened because I don't know what I would have done if I would have walked away from definitely the best thing that had ever happened to me. And I feel like I needed a dating coach, but I had a divine intervention instead. So many people walk away from the good Isn't that awesome? And they walk away from the good because they're so unused to real, stabilized relationships because of what this chaos of the dating world and marriage world has been. And that's where I think your advice and your expertise comes in. I mean, the fact that you're celebrating, you said 12 years and zero divorces. 12 years. And I just passed the 24 year mark for my wedding. So this is like the year of 12s for me. Oh my gosh. Congratulations. Thank you. And I just, I think that what we're doing is though it's on different ends of like you're at the beginning and I'm at the end, but I think we're helping to not create this cycle, right? We're like breaking the cycle so that it's, it is this one continuous happiness and peace and that people are actually successful at relationships. Some of the most successful people in the world struggle the most with successful relationships, just because you're successful in business or in whatever sport or hobby you're in does not mean you're very good at relationships, very difficult. And I think, you know, you're in that very difficult business and you're making it look easy. 
Oh my gosh. And well, thank you for that. And it is what I will tell you guys is it is possible. Love is out there for you. And if you're listening to this and you're doubtful, like, I don't know, I, I love crazy or I cause the crazy or whatever it is. I love red flags. I'm telling you, you just need some guardrails. I tell my clients, I want to wrap you in bubble wrap and bring you through this process. So even if there is a ding, it's shielded from you and guardrails. Are <laughs> and until you find that person, we got you. I love that. And I think that so many people need to hear that. So many of my friends, some of them whom I've sent to you that are in this world are like, it just gives me so much hope that he walked up to you on the beach. Like that really still happens. People really still just meet each other and actually find true love. And I'm like, yes, it's very real. It's very possible. I can't wait till I'm sitting at 24 years and I'm like, see, even though you may have questioned me early on when it was only a year, I'm still here because it's, I know that this is legit. And, and so I want that for everyone. So tell us, Bella, where can people find you so that they can utilize your amazing services and we can continue to fix what's broken here in America? So you can visit our website, smartdatingacademy.com. Opening free gift for coming into our site is the seven clues you might be in a relationship with a narcissist. So you can go download that for free. I do an Instagram live show every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern. So good. Free. Follow at Smart Dating Academy to join. And we do workshops. We do one-on-one coaching. Wherever you are in this process, we can meet you at one of the rungs on the ladder. And they can see your beautiful face on the big screen too. You were just being interviewed about Benefer getting back together and how love can be reconciled. I just love seeing you whenever you're being interviewed. Oh, you're just such a light. And I love your light being provided to the world. Thank you. And I love yours right back. And I've got this right here wrapped in bubble wrap next to me. Yes. And give it to your clients if they're experiencing, you know, they've already been through it and they're kind of struggling with their new relationships because this is helpful. And I built it and I really created it because it's real easy to read. You know, it's super short, like a little, a little manual. So you can kind of see that you're not by yourself. There are so many other people who are experiencing this and they can come through it. I came through it. You can come through it too. So for all my clients and all the listeners, I know that you may be in the middle of a divorce right now and getting remarried may be the last thing on your mind. However, do yourself a favor and try to find the lid that fits right. Because how hilarious is that analogy? I just can imagine myself like under the cabinet and you like really think you've got the right lid and you put it on and you're like, oh, it's not quite right. (laughs) It's not quite right. It's not quite right. So get inspired because it could be a glass lid, a red lid, an aluminum lid. A cast iron lid. Heck, it could be a perfect plate that fits over your pot. Okay. So there's love will come to you in an unexpected package and an unexpected lid. Get some help and get excited. You will not go through this dark journey again if you reach out and put the right guardrails around you. There is help out there. Don't try to do this on your own. It's lonely, it's isolating, and there is a whole community of people out there for you guys that want to surround you in love and elevate you and lift you up and let you know that there is light at the end of the tunnel. Ah, couldn't have said it better myself. 
I believe in you. Bella believes in you. We believe in your chance at a second life, the one that you're looking for. Why are you going through a divorce if you're not trying to make it better this next time around? Obviously, you're not doing it for no reason. So write down your goals, write down what you're looking for, know exactly where you're heading so that we can get you there and get the right people involved. Bella's one of them. So thanks for joining us here on Divorce Healthy Season 2 with my all-star guest, Bella. Make sure you check her out because I know everyone listening to this needs you. Thank you again, Bella. I'm so pumped and I'm so excited to see what we're going to do in the future together. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Divorce Healthy, your guide to mastering conflict resolution at home and in the workplace. To inquire about speaking engagements, purchase your copy of Ashley Nicole's book, The Cure for Divorce Culture, or to schedule your private orientation meeting, head to www.anrlaw.com. You can also find us on social media at ANR Law. Find a better way forward right here on Divorce Healthy.